This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. And today is day 29. And we're going to talk about chore charts, sex drive, and how to heal from hurtful words in marriage. If you're new here, welcome. We have over 200 shows covering all sorts of marriage and relationship topics, including our own journey of nearly getting divorced, which you can hear in season one. And although I am a licensed therapist, yes, I am. Do not replace, do not use this as real therapy. Go get help. Uh, Talk to somebody. We are so glad that you're here. And before we start, let's give a shout out to our sponsor, Audible. You can get a free audiobook at audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. We love audiobooks. We want you to get an audiobook. So go there, get the book, do us a fave, do yourself a fave. That's right. And today we're also going to drop an extra podcast that I recorded in the car. And I quote probably about seven or eight books in that. And it's about motivation, getting your stuff together, and how to be real. It's really mm-hmm. good. I like it. I listened to it twice myself. So, But before we dive in, we're going to read our review of the day, which is from Hatisha Brown. All right. And it says, life-changing heart emoji. Really helped our marriage and gave us better communication tools and grace in the midst of life craziness, kids, difficulties and disappointment so nice. five stars review thank you hatisha for sending that in yeah and we need to become friends seems like y'all <laughs> would do cool stuff go to costa rica and be cool oh yeah costa um, rica anyway so thank you for that review if you like what we're doing you can also review the show and we'll read it on the show can i get a raise of hands by the people in this room who have been to costa rica before oh my gosh oh. You're an oppressive oligarchy. Uh, Now on to our questions. Go ahead and read it. Okay. Melanie mentioned her chore chart and gratitude jar. I'm in desperate need to get my kids and myself organized, especially with it being summer vacation now. I need to keep us on track, so starting now is ideal. I have four kids. They're 14, 10, 8, and 2. Three boys and one girl. Any help on what to use and organize and write it out on? How should I go about setting it up? Plus, how to make and use a gratitude jar. Any input and ideas are greatly appreciated. Okay. I'm going to talk about this while you get the chore chart off the fridge. One, the chore just charts? grab one chore chart off a of fridge or whatever. Okay. Just really fast. BRB. So I did chore charts with our kids. Whoa. <laughs> I did chore charts with our kids because um, our morning routine was really hectic. And um, 
every single morning it was like we forgot or not we but the kids would not do the same three things like Hattie wouldn't put her shoes on which was really hard because she doesn't know how to tie her shoes Mariner wouldn't like put his backpack it was a lunchbox in his backpack blah 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 so I decided I'm going to figure out what each kid needs to do and what time it needs to be done by and then um, itemize each kid's chore chart thing per their needs and their stumbling blocks if that makes sense so what I did because I love lamination and things like that, is I just wrote out, and if you're watching on Instagram and Facebook, you can see what I'm talking about, but I have, I took a, um, a plain piece of like, what is this called? Like white lined paper? paper just college ruled paper. College ruled paper. This is actually not college rule, I think. But it's, so I just wrote each kid's name with a Sharpie at the top, and it says Mariner's to-do list, and there's a box that says breakfast, one that says school clothes on, one that says backpack and lunch ready, one that says water bottle. And then next to each thing, there is a little square, and I drew these all by myself. And um, each morning, and, and then I had it laminated. I had each kid's laminated, and they're all slightly different. And then... Um, during the morning they go through with a dry erase board and they check off the things that they've done so that means by you know 10 minutes before we walk through the door to go to school i can go wait you did not tidy your room or you did not hug mom and dad or whatever Mm -hmm. it is um these things are lifesavers but i i tried to do them for years but i was trying to make like one that fit every kid and it never worked so i had to just make one for each kid Mm -hmm. They're on a magnet on our refrigerator. Um, and again, it's like it's it's very specific to that kid's needs. So this kid needs to take medicine every day. The other kids don't. So we have it's on his chore chart and not on theirs. So that's the chore charts. Um, I'm going to also make a behavior chart because our kids are needing to figure that one out. Um, and here we have a gratitude jar. And you guys have seen this. I know that some of you do it for a fact. Which is cool, and it's just a it's giant just, mason jar from Walmart. It's rolled up stuff, and we of, bought paper that's cream colored and sort of thicker. And all we did was we just write things we're thankful for. This, um, oops, and we roll them up just because it's fun. The kids enjoy it when they roll it up. But like the other fun thing about this um, is that every oops, we're unplugged here. You unplugged me. Oh. Every once in a while, we go back and we read through our um, our gratitude jar entries or whatever. And it's really, it's just really fun. So it says, this one is actually really sad. It says, June, we love you forever. Mm. June was the baby that I lost. So things, the kids write whatever they think of and whatever is in their heart. Um, and we, we try to do it regularly. This we have not done for a while since we moved, but, uh, okay. but it's really fun. So that's gratitude chart or gratitude jar and chore charts. But um, we'll continue the conversation like in the women's group or something because it's, they're really cool and fun. So. Hey, one of my best friends from high school just joined. What's up, buddy? Good morning. Good morning. Good He's to see you. He's my best friend. I know. Okay, let's see. Now we're going to jump into how do you guys... We're not going to talk about... No, Enneagram. that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, how do you guys deal with a wife with a much lower sex drive than you? And this one came from the Facebook men's group. And I wanted to say something about this. Say it. In the Facebook men's group, uh, this question was thrown out there, and there was so much response to it. And it was actual good healthy responses not like oh yeah you know or whatever like there was no smack talking about the wife or any trash talking about the wife 1991 i think so or Uh, anything like that it was very respectful and actually helpful and that's one of the coolest things about the groups that we me and melanie and you guys have created we're in Mm -hmm. this together so so you should join our online men's and women's groups they're private and our main community. But how do you how do you deal with a wife with a much lower sex drive? What's your initial thoughts on that? So a lot of the advice centered around 
a, a couple of things. Like, okay, we want to look at brakes and accelerators. And it was cool because all the advice came from like past podcasts and other professionals that have given their uh, input on it. So look what um, uh, the brakes and accelerators are. I would want to look at what else is going on. Are there kids? Are there stress? Other stresses? Do we have financial stress? Do you argue? Is there work stress? Mm-hmm. All kinds of stuff. Is the house clean? What kind of de- what type of day? Are there medical issues mm-hmm. that are going so on? So it sounds like you're saying look at sort of the biopsychosocial spiritual realm of that person, not just mm-hmm. sex drive, but the Exactamundo. whole person. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So can you tell me what a female's perspective may be like why would a woman have a lower sex drive um well it kind of goes back to things we've talked about before where in a for most women and I, i'll speak generally it's not for everybody so don't get mad if you don't fall into this category but for me um sex is biopsychosocial spiritual it's all connected so right. if if you think you have air quotes done all the things you're supposed to do as a husband meaning you went to work you paid the bills you played with the kids but you've ignored like our relationship, you don't touch me if you don't talk to me, but you think that you've done all of the things a man is supposed to do, mm-hmm. and then you want to have sex with and me. And then you're expecting it, kind expecting of, if, if, if the... If, you're ex- you as a man is expecting yeah, Yes. Yeah. So if you have only taken into account two-thirds of my biopsychosocial spiritualness, and then you want to connect with me sexually, I'm like, wait, there's like a whole third here mm-hmm. that... I need to engage that for the rest of my body to have that mind-body connection to be intimate. Mm -hmm. And so as weird as that, it's not as weird, it's not weird. Um, It's just a holistic approach to sexuality. And I think that's the biggest thing is that um, we often hear women talk about like if there's dishes in the sink, I can't, I like. I feel like I can't have mm-hmm. sex if there's a dirty house, if the kids are being crazy, and that's because it's all interconnected, mostly for mm-hmm. women. And uh, one of the things that I think Dr. Corey Allen talks about is someone else's. I can't remember who it was, but they're talking about chore play. You know, like mm. doing chores as foreplay, right? Because and it's not like if you just dust something, I'm going to be like, oh, finally. Oh. Mm. But it's uh, it's it. When you do chores as a form of foreplay, it tells me that you see my biopsychosocial wholeness. Mm. You actually see the connection. And that means a lot more to me than you putting on like a Speedo or something. I don't even try to what? think of like the equivalent of a, <laughs> like a, a nighty. That has never happened. Hey, Melanie, never will. look at this. And then I imagine you posing with your knee up like, <laughs> like, like Captain Nacho Morgan's. Libre. Uh, but anyway, uh, so that's what I think of. It's... Um, it's it's a addressing, acknowledging, and leaning into the biopsychosocial spiritual realm of your wife and inviting sexuality from that fully being sensed, love, held well, known, appreciated, valued. Right. right. So if you're a mom and you're at home and you've like been dealing with kids and they're pooping on you and crying and making you feed them every nine seconds, you need your part not need to, but it's very, very helpful to increase your sex drive with your husband, it would be amazing if your partner came in and said, wow, I can see how stressful this is. Let me do things to alleviate that stress. Let Mm -hmm. me do things to get your mind and your body connected together. And I, as the husband, will please you as the wife. Does that make sense? Yeah. So how about this? Sometimes it may not have anything to do with chore play. Mm -hmm. It may not have anything to do with like, well, the husband, well, I did all this and made sure all this. What is the partner's... 
um, perception with the lower sex drive of sexuality oh, in general yeah. is is sex gross what kind of you know family of origin is there past trauma in that and mm-hmm. you know i can do all the chores all day but if mm-hmm. you inherently think like oh sex is gross it's it's for the whatever i was reading somewhere that one of our listeners said in uh an elderly lady in the church told the the woman was like sex is for the man just go with it mm. and it's like oh that's abysmal that's it is abysmal right so is that your perception of it because that can obviously and very uh, harmfully impact your perception mm. of sex and create a low sex drive. So it may not be any of the stuff yeah, we talked about. Yeah, that's a great about. point. It may be uh, past perceptions of it. It's so, complex. It is complex. It's complex. And if it, uh, yeah, but I think there are ways to, if you really critically think about what it is that's causing your low sex drive, it could even be hormonal. So, mm-hmm. Are you going to read the next one? Thank uh, you for the question. Yes, thank you. And it's an ongoing conversation. Mm-hmm. Don't I, I would give really strong advice for men, um, especially who maybe grew up in the church, were more conservative. Like, oh, well, this is a woman's duty, and that is about cussed. That is like just bull crap. That is so stupid, and that's not going to increase. If I was near you, I'd <laughs> right. That's not going to increase connection and pleasure and height. It, it is certainly not going to give you what you want. <laughs> right. So don't get weird and pissy about it and like expect things not saying that this guy may be doing that but yeah. i'm saying yeah. advice i've done that before in the early things of our marriage it's like well, okay that's it's just idiotic <laughs> <laughs> i cracked myself i up. guess so i don't know why okay. i said that. okay hello guys i'm a big fan of your podcast thank you i've been married for two years my husband was the f- my first and only sexual partner sex was and is great however during our first year of marriage my husband has serious conflict and on an impulse he told me that his ex-girlfriend gave him the best oral sex unlike me they dated many years ago and i knew this girl a little i couldn't even say anything back then i moved and i moved to my parents for some time so they separated Later on, we made peace. My husband apologized and told me he didn't mean it at all. He just wanted to insult me at the moment. He's not proud of that. Now, it's been almost a year, but I sometimes remember his words randomly, and yes, it can happen happen during sex. I just start picturing them together, which repulses and saddens me, and I need quite some time to get over it. I've tried to speak to him about that issue once. His only response was, I apologize. What else do you want me to do? It's not something I think about 24-7, but still it eventually comes up, even though my husband tells me every day that he loves me, that I'm the best girl in the world, etc. Do you think I could ever erase those words from my memory on my own? Do I need to see a therapist? Thanks so much for your brilliant work. Best regards. All right. Thank what's you your perspective? Thank you for I had a couple thoughts that came up, and the f- uh, story that popped into my head as... I was reading that was the story of like how you were when we were first dating and married. Um, like, do you remember when Said I bought you things. the um, Leatherman? Yeah. And, and so I had gone like, it, I don't know, it was Christmas maybe or your birthday. Cause mm-hmm. it was like right when we first started dating and I want, and I knew that Seth liked Leatherman tools and I wanted to get him one cause you had like lost one or I don't even Mine remember. I got stolen at a venue at a show I was playing at in California. Yeah, so I knew that you had wanted one. Okay. And uh, but so what I did was I went out with my mom. I was like 19 at the time or something and my mom and I went to REI and we picked out the nicest one. It had the like we spent time trying to figure out which one we thought Seth would like you and they are not it. cheap. Mm-hmm. They are I mean I think they're expensive, but they're, you know, a multi-tool or whatever. And we spent all this time and I gave it to Seth and he was like weird about it. And I thought, what is going on? And then he told me, well, I like the one that my girlfriend's mom got me better. And I'm like, what are we talking about right now? Mm. And um, so that, and so let me, this is not quite the whole story. So Mm -hmm. that was one thing. 
then when we were getting married, like we were in the process of getting married and he was touring and I was living in Olympia and I had asked you to go through all your photos and just get rid, rid of pictures of your ex-girlfriend. And you had told me that you had. And I found all these pictures of you and your ex-girlfriend, like, you know, kissing and hugging and going places. And I was just like, what mm-hmm. a-hole idiot lies to his fiance and says, oh yeah, did that work? I oh, by the way, lying about it. I just like, oh, maybe I forgot or something. Whatever. Right. I don't, it was not kind, whatever happened. But that kind of, that was really impactful for me. It felt so incredibly hurtful. One, to be like immediately judged against, you know, oh, you spent all this time on this gift. Don't care. My girlfriend's was better. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was right when we first started dating and getting married and stuff. And it was really hurtful. And it, it, la- that, that's those really thoughtless words. He didn't, I don't even think he was trying to hurt my feelings for sure, Mm -hmm. but it impacted me for a really long time. So that all to say, I understand how you're feeling. I get what you're going through in some way. Right. But the second part of that is what I learned recently about apologizing is that I didn't understand how to apologize. So for years, I didn't understand how to apologize. And I actually made a whole episode about it. So you can Google it on our, you can search it on our website at anatomyofmarriage.com. But I thought that I was apologizing for the behavior of something bad. So you say, when I when I get upset about it, he says, I apologize, what else do you want, right? Mm-hmm. So he said he apologized for the thing that he said to you. But what he is needing to apologize is the sadness that that thing brings you. Right. And that sadness will come up. It will come up over and over again, right? Hmm. And I think if he can acknowledge lovingly and kindly, you know what? I was a jerk. I'm so sorry. And I'm sorry it's making you sad again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to have sort of a kindness around that. Yeah. You know? it, it's not It's not that he may be saying, oh, well, I said it once. It's done. Why are we talking about this crap? Because I know that that brings up things for him just from experience. You're like... It's a shame. It's, in, it's shame. Fear, it's fear-shame dynamic. Exact. It is... Listen, that's in the past. I can't do anything about uh-huh. it. You're still like grinding me to like change it. And I can't do that, right? But here's where you need to say, listen, I understand that you apologize and I'm thankful for that apology. Mm-hmm. However, there's still some hurt from it. So when I feel hurt from it, this is what I need. You can do the clearing structure. This is what I need from you in that. Mm-hmm. Just reassure me, say, you know, I, I will, I will, I, I've already apologized. So there's no need for that but I understand the hurt that it's causing mm-hmm. right now. And that is what I'm sorry for. Yeah. And I will say too, that there is a, there is an amount of uh, responsibility for, uh, and this is something that I think is really important to say explicitly. You may have that trigger, that feeling, those thoughts, you will remember the words that he said. You do not necessarily need to hand your pain over to him. Mm-hmm. He can't fix it. He's already said he is sorry. Um, and, but maybe what needs to happen now is, you you have the trigger, you have the words in your head, you have the images in your head, and now you lead yourself into healing. You know that it, that he didn't mean to say it. He's already said this. So he's done his due diligence, unless he's like a jerk about it. But then you now take responsibility and go, oh, these things popped up. In fact, I do not need to give them to my husband because he can't change it. He has apologized. He's done what he said he would do and needed mm-hmm. to do. Now it's my turn to do what I need to do, Mm -hmm. right? And that might mean just journaling about it. You can even do like sort of ritualistic things. Sometimes this feels really good. Journal about it, journal about it. Crumple up the the thing you wrote and throw it in the trash or Mm -hmm. burn it in a fire. Like there are things you can do that go, okay, this memory is not going to, I'm not going to stay chained to this forever because eventually you've got to just get over that. And I know that sounds maybe a little bit harsh or whatever, but that memory is going to ruin years of your marriage if you let it, mm-hmm. if you let it. 
Yeah, it's it's not, and you're not just saying, well, get over it. You're saying no. process it, have mm-hmm. a growth mindset, be strong. You are stronger than that mean thing that he mm-hmm. said, right? I've said a bunch of idiotic things to you. Yeah, I was just going to say that. There's so... I. You guys would be shocked at the amount of mean things that <laughs> Seth has said to me, uh, and because he. D- and, but I. So I'm not laughing, but. Um, not either. Right. <laughs> uh, but I'm. I figured out that Seth does say things that he would never ever say to me normally when he's flooded. So if Seth is flooded and I and I have pushed his buttons to be flooded more, he will say the meanest things to me. Uh, with all certainty, as if it is like a God-given truth mm. in the universe that I am just this terrible B-word of a person. But I know that that's not what he meant to say, and I know mostly that I pushed you. I, I mean, I'm not, I am not innocent when it comes to our arguments because mm-hmm. I know all of your weak spots and I have like all of my knives in them. So, uh, yeah, but we don't do that anymore. That's for sure. So, well, some of some, us sometimes. <laughs> um, but I just want to say I think it's really important to realize like you you do have work in this, and yes, you will get better at this and if you own it well and kind of process it well. I think you can erase those memories. You mm-hmm. can heal from those. And just based on the question, I don't think you need to see a therapist. Mm-hmm. If it's like everyday obsessive stuff that is really getting in the way of your sex life, of your emotional intimacy with your husband, of your perception of him and how you go to him or trust him or whatever, then you might want to. I don't know if it is from the question, but yeah. just from a therapist's point of view, mm-hmm. that's maybe something. Yes. Okay. Thank you for the question. Yes. And okay. We'll see. I don't know how to apologize. You are not saying you are sorry for the... What? That's my... You oh, okay. If it has stars, that means that I, I wrote it for myself. Okay. So I just read my notes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So I want to touch on... We don't have any more questions in this thing, do we? The, just that one. We can answer that one. Okay. No, we've talked about that before. So... Yesterday, no, two days ago, I recorded a podcast in my car, and I like it when that happens, and I think I'm getting better at it because this one isn't as, like, rambly or, like, you know, You are actually... Sorted. I was going to ask you if the GABA helped because it was the most clear, and you actually Oh, you listened on, to it? Mm-hmm, I listened oh. to it this morning. Sweet. Anyway, I'm taking a supplement called GABA, uh, and it helps focus and stuff, and... Coincidentally, it burns fat and uh, gives you more energy. So it's pretty good. Yeah, but so you were telling them about your podcast, sorry. Uh, Yes. Okay, so we're going to release this show today and then also a 20-minute little motivational thing. And sometimes I have a hard time about like thinking, oh, I'm a a therapist and we've been married. We're supposed to know it all and stuff like that. But that's bullcrap because that's just comparing our relationship, ourselves, my career as an LMFT to something else that's over here. And I think what is so cool about what we do and the community that we've created that you guys are a part of and Facebook and uh, Instagram and, and all that stuff is we're just people trying to have a growth mindset, be motivated and do the best that we can do. And I talk about that and talk about some resources that have helped me. So it's I it may be a little mo- motivational towards the guys. I don't know just because I'm a guy, but wives send it to your husbands if you think that these words are good and i hope it's i hope it's fun i like doing little 20 minute short solo stuff like that i encourage you to do it to give some female perspective whatever (laughs) yeah i'll post that later today when i post this episode but i also did want to say too this is a side note but it's also important i'm currently reading the book the power of habit or i'm listening to the audiobook 
And it's really phenomenal. I highly recommend it. You can get your free audiobook if you visit audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. But the reason that I'm bringing up the audiobook is that it talks about habits and how habits can change the way we live if we know how to work with our habits. Mm -hmm. And one of the things it talks about is there's been scientific study around how AA works, so Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm -hmm. And um, there's all this research around how being in community, like Alcoholics Anonymous, mm -hmm. uh, helps generate real positive and like trackable change in your life, right? So if you did all of the things of AA, but you did not, were not a part of the community, then it wouldn't, you would have less success, mm -hmm. right? So why I'm bringing that up is that we have our online communities on Facebook. We've got a general page, a private page, and then men's and women's pages. And I just really suggest and encourage you to head there, to be a part of these groups. We talk about all sorts of things. We talk about sex drive. Um, you know, my partner said this to me, they, they were mean, or mm -hmm. I'm doing this, or my in-laws did that, or my sister did this, what do I do? And it's a community where everybody is for your marriage. Everybody yes. is for for your success, your personal growth, how can you, they help you? So it's something that is not really available in other Facebook spaces or online spaces where you can actually share your struggles without fear of being judged. You can also share your wins mm -hmm. without fear of being like ridiculed because you care too much, right? So I would just really encourage you guys to check out our Facebook groups and to mm -hmm. become part of them. Yeah, and one thing too, you know the little invite friends button? Invite your friends to that, and they're your friends. If you want to help them out, then share the show. That really goes a long way, and uh, thank you for all you're doing. You're welcome. Thank you thank so much. You. Where do I find the woman's page? Just um, type in. If you in. go to the main page, you could, should be mm -hmm. able to find it. I can tell. Or it's Anatomy of Marriage uh, Women's. I don't know how, what the URL is, but I can. Uh, it should just be like if you go to the main page, it should be somewhere around there, but I'll See if I can post it again, or I don't know how that works. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. What other calls? Uh, go to rate and review the show. We're over seven hundred now, which is exciting, mm -hmm. and that really helps us bump up. And like I said, invite your friends on Facebook to like the page or to listen to the show or whatever. Word of mouth is really good. Text the link to the show on your iPhone or mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. And, and then, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, but then before we close up, I was going to say something. It was going to be really awesome. Uh, it was something about sharing the show with your friend. No, I know what it was. <laughs> um, please write in and send us your questions. Yes. We want to make it very clear that no questions are off limits on this show. There's a lot of marriage shows that, um, and we're not dissing any of these, but there's lots of marriage shows where they don't dive deep into really hard hitting topics, into things that are very uncomfortable to talk about, but we are not afraid to go there because people need these conversations. They need the small stuff, the big stuff, everything in between. So please send in your questions and know you will not be judged. Know that this is a safe space and that we're here for your marriage. So, That's right. Yeah. All right, people. Go and have an awesome Thursday. We will see you tomorrow on Friday. All right. <laughs> have a good one. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>